Hey everyone, I'm Sadevion and I'm the sun. I'm Marie Antoinette and I'm the moon and you're listening to the Twitches podcast. Go Twitches! Go Twitches! Hello everyone! Hey! Happy Pride Month and (laughs) happy Juneteenth. Um, This episode is coming out on June 19th, which if you don't know, in the United States of America, that is Juneteenth. Yes, Black People Day. And today we have a very special edition episode with a very special guest. She's right about that. Um, <laughs> it is one of our fellow co-hosts for a past drag show that we were the host of, Silvio. Hi, Silvio. Hello. Hi. How are you? Well, don't I'm ask good. how we are. <laughs> <laughs> he asked how we are the answer. How he is? He is <laughs> no, so how are you? Go ahead, please. I'm good. Yours. I'm good. I'm great. How are you guys? I'm I know good. the weather's hot. <laughs> I'm good too. I'm, I'm tired, but I'm great. Aren't we all? You seem tired. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, since today is allegedly Juneteenth and it's also Pride Month. I'm not gonna be rude. I'm gonna be nice because I am. Cla- because we're classy black people. You know. Exactly. Well, some of us, yes. Agreed. Yep. <laughs> Very nice. So this episode is celebrating, you know, queer people, all things queer, you know, black queer people, just everything, you know, with the circumstances, June is Juneteenth, all of the great things. And, you know, Marie Antoinette and I, like she mentioned before, have history. Um, celebrating queer people in many ways with Silvio. We'll talk about that a little later. That is what we did. We, that, that's part of what we did. Um, so we decided Silvio's a great person to you know bring onto this episode. I mean, I wouldn't say he's a great person like generally, but to bring onto this episode, it's a great <laughs> idea. It was your idea, right? Because I would have never suggested that. Yeah. Um, such great hospitality work. Yeah, yeah. Great host. Um, so should we get into a little bit of the history of Pride Month? Yes. Okay, so Pride Month um, is considered June. The entire month of June is considered LGBTQIA plus Pride Month. Um, and that was first declared by, um, what's his name? <laughs> giving a professional. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I just don't like him. Bill Clinton. Um, do you even know which president he was? Yeah, I do, in fact. Oh, what yeah, right, after <laughs> right after Lincoln. Right after Abraham Lincoln. You made president. points. You made points. Um, Pride Month was first declared gay and lesbian Pride Month. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It was first declared gay and gay and lesbian Pride Month in 1999 by President Bill Clinton. That was an official declaration on his behalf. <laughs> so that was the first time um, the the month of June was ever cel- was ever declared by the United States government to celebrate queer people, right? Um, and then following that, you know, President Obama declared June LGBTQ plus Pride Month every year of his presidency, so from 2009, every year he was in office, I should say, so from 2009 to 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, Right after that, Donald Trump was actually the first Republican president to acknowledge Pride Month. However, he didn't do, (laughs) you know, this is so telling, he didn't do an official declaration like the past two presidents, Mm -hmm. he tweeted it. 
So that was, so that was his declaration of pride month. He gave, <laughs> he gave a little, you know, tweet to declare a June pride month. He was like, I guess what we're still doing this. Um, then Joe Biden, of course, most recently in 2021 and in 2022 declared pride month LGBTQIA plus pride month. Right. But before, you know, before it was in, two, in 1999 by Mr. Clinton, before it was declared Pride Month, you know, it wasn't always a celebration. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. The reason it happens in June is because um, in 1969, the Stonewall riots and protests yeah. happened. Why are you laughing? <laughs> anyway. Um, the Stonewall uh, protest happened. Uh, so like I said, before it was a celebration, it was a protest. Uh, and the Stonewall riots were a protest on behalf of queer people, um, not no longer asking for their rights, Period. but demanding them. As they should. Um, and it happened in New York City. The reason it's called Stonewall is because it happened at the Stonewall, what is it, bar? in Greenwich Village in New York City. Mm -hmm. um, and in New York City, obviously there's a huge queer scene. I was about to say gay scene. <laughs> there's a huge gay scene, queer scene. Uh, and a lot of raids were happening in a lot of these self-identified queer bars where police would come in and arrest people for just you know, being themselves and celebrating themselves amongst other queer people. Um, and so during these riots, it's important to recognize that this riot was started by a black trans woman named Marsha P. Johnson. Very, very much Ms. Marsha. She was an activist, um, an LGBTQIA plus activist. She did a lot for the queer community. She was a self-proclaimed drag queen and trans woman. And her initiation of the riot was throwing a brick through the window um, of the Stonewall, which started it all. Um, and after years and years and years of fighting for rights, um, queer people got some, still don't have all of them today, but they did gain more. And not shortly, but long after the riots and the protest, again, in 1999, June was declared Pride Month. That was a lot. I hope everyone followed it. But yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Can you clap for me, Sylvia? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Like, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. 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 So alongside Pride Month, um, thank you for our little history, our little history lesson. Should I be a history teacher? No. Sorry. Okay. It's also Juneteenth. <laughs> the 19th of June. You know, I actually, um, the director of the show I'm in right now, his birthday is on Juneteenth. Oh. Which is so just like he's very black. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, the black history. Like the work he does. The black history be well. I love that. I love it. <laughs> Shout out. Happy birthday to you. I enjoy working with him a lot. <laughs> Let's sing the black happy birthday. Happy. Sylvia, do you know it? Wait. Oh. Do you know it, Sylvia? Uh, happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy we're not birthday. even gonna we're not even gonna sing it for the people listening. Go look it up. Yeah, you should know the black happy birthday. Isn't it that? Yeah, that is it. Oh, <laughs> so gave a sample. He said, <laughs> 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 "Very nice." 
Yes, we're celebrating Juneteenth, which basically celebrates the emancipation of slaves, which is June 19th, 1865. Why are you laughing? It's a call. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, in the United States of America. And it is um, African Americans. It is specifically our 4th of July, you know, when we very really then. Very then. I don't, do you celebrate 4th of July? Not really. Yeah, I don't know. When I was in Louisiana with my cousins, we'd like, that'd be the day we'd like barbecue. So I'd be like excited because like all the food and like family. And stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Sylvia, why Because who's not excited for food, bitch? Very barbecue? Very Hello. Made point. Yeah, no, same, same experience with me. Sylvia, oh, I guess it's important to mention, Sylvia is not from the United States. Sylvia, yeah. tell people where you're from. I feel like Every project that you guys do, you guys mentioned that. I know, I feel like, <laughs> I, although you guys, I, although you guys always have newcomers, it is great to always mention that I'm not from America <laughs> and you can hear it, but I'm actually from the Caribbean. I'm actually from the Caribbean. I'm actually from St. Martin and I'm actually French. Are you actually? Yes. Slam. <laughs> you said actually like 20 times. Yeah, wait, so this might be a dumb question, but did, did you celebrate 4th of July? No. Uh, 4th of July, no. That's okay. The thing is, since we have Americans on our island and it's a, a lot of cultures and stuff, of course, we're probably going to have some, um, a little bit, there's going to be some stores that uh, sells decoration and probably they're going to celebrate 4th of July at their house, but it's not a big thing it's just like for example one other holiday that we're not supposed to celebrate but <laughs> some people do celebrate it which is thanksgiving as then as though like there's turkeys being sold there's all the the, the things for things because i will not lie there are a lot of americans that probably lives in this uh, in some gated areas and stuff so of course they would like to feel like home and stuff right. so of course they we will we will do everything not everything but there will be stuff to you know you know yeah. Well, you know, we're actually, this is such a interesting intersection where Juneteenth falls, you know, almost sort of in the middle of Pride Month mm -hmm. um, because it is so important to recognize the influence that Black queer people and Black trans women have had on the world in general, mm -hmm. and specifically pop culture. Um, and I would say literally almost every aspect of our lives, like every single day. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Should we talk about drag? Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> okay, let's define what drag is. So uh, the, the textbook definition of a drag queen. A drag queen is a person, usually male, who uses drag clothing and makeup to imitate and often exaggerate, I'm sorry, female gender signifiers and gender roles for entertainment purposes. I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. um, it's important to recognize that in the definition, it said usually male, um, the most common drag performer is a male identifying person who dresses in female illusion. Um, but there are all types of drag performers. There are trans women who are drag performers. There are men who are drag, I mean, women, I'm sorry, who are drag kings, there are not- Men that are drag, drag, kings. drag kings. Yeah, exactly, men who are drag queens. There's a vast, diverse world of drag performers, but it did say usually male, that is the root. Um, Sylvia, yeah. I will say that it was always popular, popularized that it was um, 
back in the day, it was mostly popularized that it was a man, you know, being a drag queen. And sometimes it, there would be hate for like a, uh, a man that looks too much like a woman and they would call them trans or some people can't make the difference and all these different things. But yeah. we can't forget that back then, all of these terms that we use, like drag kings and drag uh, queens, they, it was there back in the day. But drag queen was more popularized. And now now in the drag culture, it's more vast. And it's every, every term and every different uh, labels are more popularized. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and like I was talking about before, it's, it's not wild because it makes sense, but the first ever recorded, you know, drag queen in the world, like in the history of the world, is identified as William Dorsey Swan, who was actually a former slave. Um, they were the first ever person known to, first of all, they created the phrase drag queen, which Oh. is wild they were the first person to ever say i'm a drag queen they made that term and you know popularized it obviously okay, okay. Um, and for them to be a black male identifying queer former slave yeah in the time they were and also doing drag is insane i encourage anyone to look up pictures again william dorsey swan first ever drag queen in the world, which speaks to a lot of things we're about to speak out, but just volumes about that person being the first ever person of this huge queer diaspora, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Marissa just looked up picture. Um, yeah. I wanna show y'all, but I can't. Yeah. So now a lot of people consider drag um, a mainstream phenomenon. Would, would either of you agree with that? Um, it is mainstream. Is it is seen left and right. It is more. It's seen everywhere because that's mainstream. But um, I would like to see like a, a drag queen win a win a, win some type of award like a Grammy or an Oscar. You know, although there has been some drag queens that have won Emmys and stuff, but I want to see them more in the. In a bigger in a bigger light, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But we yeah. they are doing what they have to do. Like for example, they have booking records and all these different things, and that's amazing for our community. I would like to see more and more of that. Mm -hmm. Big queer representation. Yeah. I yeah, I also think that drag is very mainstream. Like just like with RuPaul's drag race and everything, mm -hmm. I feel like there is a lot of elements from that show, even if you're not like an avid watcher of it. Like I I don't keep abreast on the show, uh, but I am aware of a lot of the terminology that comes from it, you know, like the music, the the little jokes and stuff, and even like the ideas of, I feel like even fashion and mm -hmm. hair and makeup, I feel like there's a lot of that that really infiltrates pop culture. Very good. Let's, let's talk about Drag Race. Mm -hmm. okay. Drag Race is such a phenomenon. Obviously, you know, RuPaul it's called RuPaul's Drag Race, mm -hmm. um, arguably the most famous gay person in the world, definitely the most famous drag queen in the world, um, started this TV show like 12, 13 years ago. <laughs> I don't know, I think it was 14. What was it, 2009? Yeah, whatever, mm -hmm. however long, I think that's 13. Yeah, we're in 2022, it's 13, 13 years ago. Um, RuPaul started this 
competition reality TV show, which is now the most popular reality competition show um, in the world. From 2009 to now, the way this show has not only grown, but also evolved, influenced the entire world. Let me just name this. I think this goes to show how influential this show was. I'm going to name all of the spinoffs of this reality TV show, okay? Okay. Sylvia, Sylvia, catch me if I miss any, okay? So we have obviously the number one show, RuPaul's Drag Race, which is the United States version, the original version that is now at 14 seasons. Um, We have RuPaul's Drag U, which was another competition reality show. We have RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. We have RuPaul's Drag Race Untucked. We have RuPaul's Drag Race Celebrity Drag Race. We have RuPaul's Drag Race UK, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, Drag Race Canada, Drag Race Thailand, Drag Race Italia, Drag Race Spain, Drag Race Holland, Drag Race France, Drag Race Philippines, and we have like three other ones that haven't aired yet, but they are filming and are yet to come. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this forgot. Show. I forgot one. You forgot. I think you, you didn't put, you, did you say Down Under? Yeah, I did. UK versus the world. Oh, yep. There, that's that one. There's also, what's coming? We have Brazil. Ooh, we, we have, have Africa. Bel- no. you know, we have Africa? We'll talk after. <laughs> we have Belgique. Allegedly. We have Belgique. Wow. Belgium. All Belgium. Be- Belgique. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Belgium. Belgium. Um, so yeah, this show is international. It has like it's... taken it's like a virus. Maybe too soon. We're still in pandemic. No, it's, because... <laughs> it's it's wild. It's taken over. And it's really launching some of these queens' careers like down as in some of them are watching the Met Gala. Some of them are literally in the seats of, I think, the Emmys and all these different things. And that's really amazing. Yeah. I mean, there was a time where the only drag queen people in the world could name was RuPaul. Now there Mm -hmm. are hundreds, like hundreds of famous people who whose career is being a drag queen Mm -hmm. which is insane there's also other drag shows you know um not only just rupaul's drag race but i would argue that it has become mainstream yeah 100 yeah to me it's it's actually kind of i even told um sadevion about this that being a drag queen and actually making a career of this is actually kind of like crazy. Like it is kind of wild. When you think when you think about it, it's actually crazy. But it is a lot of dedication, and you have to have talent, and it, it's like. And I know these people are very tired, although it doesn't seem like it's a lot of work. And it's like next shows after next shows, and especially those who haven't done drag race prior, and drag race was never there, you know what is it called? Their spot to begin with. They never wanted to do it. They just do it because it's their passion. And imagine drag is the only thing that pays their rent and pays their food. So they, you know, they keep on going and going and going. So it's it's actually crazy when you think about it. It's dedication, to be honest. It is very wild. A lot of these queens are like millionaires, which is just like, what? It's, it's very interesting. Maybe you should become a famous drag queen, Marie, so you can get us out the hood. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that's a no. Okay. Well, Thanks. I have a name for you. 
Ooh, I think what? maple maple brown. <laughs> I hate this. I can't believe it. I have some names growing in my head. Some oh, habits we come up with. But no, I don't meet the basic requirements. I can't do makeup. That's such a big part of it. And mm. I... Well, you know, RuPaul yeah, it is. Artist. Maybe you could become RuPaul immediately. Can't lay away. <laughs> that do be important, okay? <laughs> it is. I'm me and the sewing machine fight. <laughs> Not all drag queens sew. Some of them can't sew. We if see you, that on drag. If you're good with a glue gun, you you can Honest, do the work. And I've seen her on a glue gun. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but a glue gun is so easy when you think about it. Like, it, it, although you can burn yourself left and right, but you just rip your fingers <laughs> with some band aids. Full of that hot glue off, you'd be like, <sighs> anyway, the drag is really, you know, something that has, I would say, affected my life because I've been watching this show since I think season nine, and that was probably in 2016, and I still watch it. I try to keep up with it a lot, but it, you know, it's just like cool. Just like for example, now I've been in love with uh, since we're talking about queer culture. I've been in love with the the ballroom scene, and there's this show mm. called Legendary. Mm. And mm. I don't know if this is the same. If we're talking, Absolutely. yeah, because yeah, because for example, Legendary is based on the ballroom scene and you know although people would compare some of the thing that they've seen on the show which is drag race and some of the thing that they've seen on legendary um there's some terms that you can't that you can't collide together for example in legendary they call a they call um some move a movement a dip and on drag race they call it a death drop you know a back flop or whatever you know yeah but it, it, it's still queer culture and we still have to respect the term and respect what they're doing you know yeah some of the most influential drag queens in the history of queer culture started in ballroom and mm -hmm. you know we're self-identified trans women so you think about how big drag race is it's mm -hmm. because of ballroom, the drag queens from the ballroom scene. Would you like to speak a little more on the ballroom scene? Like, it doesn't have to be super in-depth, sure, yeah. but just for, like, the listeners. That Absolutely, yeah. Ballroom um, is was a term just to describe these get-togethers mm -hmm. um, that originated in New York and kind of spread to larger cities like Chicago, um, where queer people, you know, gay men, um, trans women, drag queens. It was, I think it was people. like founded from femme queens, right? Absolutely, yeah. Trans women, you know, the term is considered femme queen in ballroom, which refers to trans women or, you know, queer identifying drag queens. Um, and they were these like get togethers and like celebrations and sort of, you could describe them as a party where they would sort of have their own competition. Um, they would have, you know, battles where they would vote, um, they would have, you know, fashion shows where they would like compete for these, these titles. And it was just a space, it was a safe space, one, for queer people to share camaraderie, um, 
laughs, fun, love, hate, which came with it, obviously, but that was all a part of it. And through that, they quite literally created a culture, a completely separate from the world, which now, oddly enough, is popular culture. <laughs> it quite literally just now is something that everyone sort of feels entitled to. Um, but yeah, those are the origins. And if anyone would like to, you should, you know, educate yourself on this. Watch the documentary, Paris is Burning. It's free on a lot of platforms. It's on YouTube. Um, it gives complete insight into the ballroom scene. And yeah. Do you have anything to add, Sylvester? Um, no, I think you've said like a, a good amount of what I would have said. No, I think you talk too much. I think that's one of the cultures we read, Maybe. you know, that's mm -hmm. when you, you know, I see, I see what you're doing. I, I see, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, that's like reading. So it's really like, I'm not saying if you're gay or queer, you should know about the ballroom culture, but you kind of do. If you, should. you should, I'm sorry. You, you mandatory know. It is mandatory. It kind of is. It's just like how some people would say, you're gay, you have, you have to watch a Rocky Horror Show, that shit. I've never seen that? it, I'm sorry. No, that yeah. is the thing that people say. I really, I wanted to see it so bad. I have so many friends that are into Rocky Horror Show. And I exactly. They say like it's show. like, it you know, I've say? never Am seen it. You might. It has a cult following. I do not like this. There's a cult? <laughs> in the show? No, she said it has like it has like a like cult following. Like people love it so much that it seems yeah, like a cult. I will say that, you know, I will say I love that, you know, some movies or shows are defensive, but some people, I don't want to talk about the fans of some shows, but like, you know, but yeah. I can understand what you mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it should be. I think this is a problem that so many queer people don't know about it, okay. but they benefit from it and okay. use it I see. so much. Yeah. Should we get into the controversy? Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I was actually You're just going fishing. to say, going off of that, you want to talk about controversy. Um, not controversy. Controversy. And how a lot of times we do see a lot of these elements in pop culture, but we don't see credit given where credit is due. A lot of times there's a lot of miscrediting. Um, and yeah, I was wondering like what are your what are your thoughts on that? How do you feel what do you feel the cause of that is specifically? Let's be very specific with that. Well, the cause, I don't think, it's not how I feel, it's what I know, and I think most people would agree with this. The cause is racism. Mm -hmm. um, it's so it's so interesting when you look at marginalized groups of people, like, for example, like Black people or other people of color um, or queer people, how there are dynamics within it that are discriminatory within itself. Mm -hmm. It's very odd, but you think that, you would think, you would like to think, I should say that, um, all queer people should share some, not obviously not among us, you know, not everyone is the same, not everyone's experience is the same, but you would share some sort of community. But the truth is that there are a lot of, there's a lot of segregation and a lot of discrimination in the queer community. 
And it has been that way for a really long time. Even when we talk about, you know, in 1969, when the Stonewall riots were going on, there were gay bars, but there were white gay bars and then there were black gay bars. Mm -hmm. um, white gay men would go and protest, but the queer black people, the, queer, the trans, the black trans women, the gay black men were not allowed to protest with them, which sounds insane, but it, it goes all the way back to that. Um, and similar to real life, or even, you know, beyond queer um, or LGBTQ+, the culture of Black people is desired without the struggle. Exactly. Um, True. And when you can see that you like someone's physical style, you like what they wear, you like their hair, um, you can do it yourself without having to you know, go with them and be stopped by the police all the time because of your, the way your hat is on your head or all of these things. You're, they have taken that opportunity because they saw they could. Um, there's a lot of whitewashing with the culture of queer people. We talked about the balls, the ballroom. <laughs> Sorry, that's <laughs> the balls, the ball. We talked about ballroom. Mm -hmm. um, white people tried to create their own balls. And it didn't work. You so what they did was, uh, yeah. Um, so what they did was they took their, they, they went to the balls and they took their, the culture of those balls and took it to people like Madonna um, and, you know, pop culture icons uh -huh. who then created songs like Vogue that went number one on Billboard when that term came from ballroom. And then that music video, you saw no, Black trans women who created Vogue, mm -hmm. but what you did know was that the choreographer was a white man, gay white man, right? Who obviously took those things from the trans black women. I'm I'm trying to draw a circle here. I'm trying to draw a diagram. I understand. Um, but that goes for everything. That goes for the language. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the the like I said, the physical appearance, fashion, all these things. So when you look at things like drag race and you're like work death drop mm -hmm. <laughs> no we know because we know because what, we know i would say it's so interesting <laughs> even this is kind of going on a tangent a little bit but it is so weird how like i feel like a lot of the colloquial language of like gen uh z where's z where's z i always get gen x and gen z because i guess the letters are a little similar to me but um gen z a lot of it is like African American language, like a lot, a lot of, of it, like a lot of central, like all of it. it is off putting because this is what you heard, like your family saying at the cookout, mm -hmm. and now you have like the little twelve year old running around and using the language. I, I, that's crazy. That's been like a, a an example that I feel like I've seen roll out in front of me. I know it's been happening over and over and over again in history, but that has been one thing that's been really weird. Like, do everyone say like, child <laughs> and period? And oh my gosh, oh yeah. Well, and Sylvia can speak to this as well. We've seen white drag queens come on RuPaul's Drag Race mm -hmm. and say that, we're not gonna say okay. the names, but I, okay. I was literally just like, like yes, mama, mama. Like, yes, God, oh, all these things. And, and the fandom is like, funny? oh my God, we they're so creative. Let's all start you saying that. You're like, what's funny? It, it, it's all the white contestants and judges that call them out for it. 
That was something mm-hmm. even more funny. Mm-hmm. They said that's not how you talk. Why are you behaving like that? But you know, they didn't. Although the years have come and people just are just saying that they haven't matured, people are just like, you know what? That's how they are, and that's they, they're just gonna continue doing that. And here's but what's what weird is, oh, go ahead. We've come to we've realized that it was it's in it's an act right now because mm-hmm. when you see them in any other interview, they don't talk like that, mm-hmm. and when they just appeared. On Drag Race, although for that special time they were on, they just started talking just like that, just like how they were back then. We all know who we're talking about, but, you know, so I, I can see it's an act and, you know, you know, it is what it is. And there's a few issues with it because, I've you know, there's been the argument of, you know, I've heard this argument like, well, you know, allow us to appreciate it. This mm-hmm. is cultural appreciating appreciation instead of appropriation but there's two things about it that you know are coming to my mind right now obviously it's more dynamic than just two issues but um one there is no acknowledgement or credit like Marie Antoinette said if these things were done on a mainstream scale and were acknowledged as being created by the people they're created by there might be a little more lenient leniency on our behalf of you know accepting that that is something that other people are trying to appreciate also, second thing, if the creators of this language and this culture were given the flowers that the people who are appropriating it get, we would be on a different level. If, if the amount of white queens who appropriate AAVE on Drag Race got just as much love as the black queens who originated it, we wouldn't have this issue, but that's not the case. The white queens who steal it and try to popularize it are the ones who are loved the most and given, you know, the most um, credit and admiration. They have the most fans and all these things. And then the black queens are the ones that have to deal with the racism from the same fans that are celebrating the white queens who are doing what the black queens originated. It's very off. Mm-hmm, exactly. And very wrong. And that's the issue. And they need to go to hell. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Very rich. Got to pull a Wendy Williams. Death to all of them. No, I'm joking. You forgot to look around. <laughs> well, I think you never wanted to kill somebody. Have you seen that video? What? What was it? I, should I play it right now? Yeah. Maybe cut it out. She said, she said, "Clap if you've ever wanted to kill somebody." Clap if you've ever wanted to kill somebody. Damn! Honestly, clap if you've ever wanted to kill somebody. Very that Wendy. She is wild. Um, yeah. I said a lot there, but it needed to be said. <laughs> There's that. Um, another question. Oh, yeah, Sylvia. I was just going to talk about Pride itself. Have you guys <sighs> ever been to Pride? And what is it like? Like, what can you do? Is it like a is it like a carnival with all these like what is it? Not the carnival because carnivals is like when you go to a pier. I'm talking about like a is it a festival for y'all when there's like all these pride like these floats? Sure, it's not a bad time. I I've always wanted to go, but I I haven't gotten to go again. I've actually been going since I was like four years old. So she always Um, went. No, I did. My mom, I've never 
my mom um, is a lesbianese. So she's, she always, you know, celebrated pride. And I don't really know the reasoning, but I think she thought it was important to expose us to, you know, openly queer people and the celebration I, of that I mean, at a very young I age. guess it worked, right? Word. The gay agenda. <laughs> the gay agenda, literally. Do you um, appreciate the exposure from a young age, absolutely. specifically going to Pride? Well, I gotta be honest, a lot of it was a lot. <laughs> what do you mean I, a lot? It was just a culture shock. Like, I remember there were drag queens. I think I was maybe like five or six, mm -hmm. maybe no, like six or seven, because I was cognitive. Um, there were drag queens. I just, I vividly remember. Um, then there was a drag queen performing Born This Way by Lady Gaga. And mm -hmm. I was like so shocked because I never saw a drag queen before. And I was like telling my mom, I was like, mom, mom, that is not a lady. Or I kept telling her, <laughs> not a woman. I don't know what was wrong with you. I was like, that is not a lady. And she was like, yes, it's a drag queen. And everybody was like, and I was like oh, okay, cool. Um, pride is quite literally, um, in, in a, an escape for, um, oh, hey, I'm so scared. <laughs> it is a lot of white gays walking around naked downtown. Um, in Colorado? I'm not trying, <laughs> that's your location. I'm not trying to diminish pride celebrations to naked white men walking around <laughs> but it is a lot of self-expression um a lot of adult things um it's very unique a very unique experience there's a lot of like um tents with businesses set up um you can be there like all day there's a huge like main stage concert um where usually drag Ooh. queens perform and a is lot of times free? artists will perform it is free oh okay. yeah um i saw Taja Call there once I also saw a few drag queens. Remember, I told you Cameron Michaels from Drag oh, Race. Is it month long or are there just like specific no, it's days? Two days. Two I'm days. pretty sure it's two days. Okay. Um, and Ooh. it's downtown. Can you, what can Denver. you get for free? This is not really a lot of free. Oh, they so do give like away little knickknacks. They do. They is a lot. Some of, they definitely give away free con. They give away free um, <laughs> sexual products. No, I no, I like worked on the side like in yeah, I worked on the side an organization that did HIV testing. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they gave out like free condoms and you know free other sexual things. They also give out like free coffee and like samples. A lot mm -hmm. of companies will come there. No, the food. I'm telling you, the food be so expensive. Are you serious? No, the turkey legs be so good, but they're like twenty dollars each. You're like, hey. oh. <laughs> <laughs> $20? No, it's really expensive, but they're huge too. But it's way I'm more sorry. expensive than it should be. Yeah. I'm gonna find somebody to buy it for me. Let's believe that. Not you getting somebody to buy it for you. Um, yeah, you will definitely see some unique things. It's always during the summer, so it's hot as hell. Oh, which is probably so why, so what's the what's the why everybody's new dress for dress code? Um well, it depends on what you want to do. I'm telling you, there are people who are nude. Like, they're like actually naked? Naked. There are also like just underwear. When you say like dental floss over their genitals. Oh, that's the nude you're talking about, right? No. So you you're saying genitals? in addition to that, also There's nudity. also people who are fully nude. Okay. Um, 
live, just walking on the street you know, like that. Th- that is how they celebrate their queerness. And I'm not in the business of telling you that's wrong. <laughs> You're right. It's Prima. Be prideful. <laughs> oh, hi, gay. <laughs> That's why you gotta wear glasses. You gotta wear uh-huh. sunshades because my eyes are just like eye rolling clockwise. Bitch. Yeah, there's that. There's a lot going on down there. Um, there's a lot of concerts. It's just a huge thing. It's like a Denver has one of the biggest pride festivals in the United States. Wait, did, I didn't know that. Yeah, really? That's really well. Cool. Well, the thing a lot of people don't recognize is that there are a lot of places in the in the United States where Queerness, well, I don't I wouldn't say people don't recognize it, but queerness is not a safe right. word as it is. Are not exactly. <laughs> Alabama, like, They're not in, in Selma, Alabama, like yeah. So a lot of places, a lot of larger places like New York City, Chicago, Denver have like Miami have like the huge pride festivals that people literally travel from other states to go to. So yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense, taking all of that into account. Yeah. I do want to go. Just, I just want to, I want to experience it. You should. It's, it's, you know, have you, so like, when, have you been, never mind, that's a dumb question. Go ahead, ask it. You I was going to ask, I was going to ask, when are you available to go to Pride Month when we're like literally in June? And I thought, I mean, I, I literally was thinking we're already in July, bitch, in August. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, we're in June. Yeah, it's, I think this year, don't quote me, I think it's on the 26th and 27th of June. Okay. Um, They're yeah. like all Does it change every year? Uh, yeah, I mean, because it has to be on the weekend. Or it doesn't have to be, but they, I think they usually try to put it on a weekend. If they're all day, then I could probably stop by and say hi. Actually, I don't know if they're... Well, here's the thing. Oh. They are all day, mm-hmm. but, you know, there's parts of the day when there's like the bigger events I see. where it's like that's where you sh- that's when you should try to go I see, I um, see. but yeah it's definitely unique okay. eight out of ten would possibly recommend would possibly recommend are you gonna go to eight out of ten. that's a good number i do have a really close family friend who is, actually has a booth for their business this year which is like really cool oh that's exciting yeah <laughs> are you gonna support yeah Hi. from afar gonna... is that what you're saying i'll work the booth i'll do a few hours will you work. actually absolutely not today you're <laughs> trying to pull at me no, i, I work a family business booth. well it's not a family but one of my family members owns a business and i love working the booth <laughs> that, that was not sweet to my spirit um i love it for you i really do <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dipping into something else, um, really quickly. Um, I I had this in, this idea introduced to me a little while ago, and I thought it was really interesting. And it was talking about specifically drag and black women, and it, it was kind of a very specific question. Um, do are black women like the influence slash possibly blueprint for drag queens or do drag queens experience black um influence black women more yeah mm. I'll touch this. First, yeah yeah go ahead oh, wait, so we do. go ahead so oh, oh i was gonna that. say i was gonna say since drag has been more you know um 
It's, I think it's been like uh, I want to say founded. The word founded by trans black women, and then I can see how it's been you know perceived to be like you know for black women. I feel like it's mostly trans black women. If that makes sense, but it's more the inspo. But then, of course, you know, the black community or the black women and the black trans women, all the the style and all the different things, you know, it it's it goes vice versa. But um, yeah, we have to talk about like founded drag and stuff is black trans women, especially in the ballrooms yeah. and like, going up forward. Well, I would say two things. One, you know, when we talk about like specifically to this, mm-hmm. um, I think it's important to link drag queens and trans women a little synonymously. They're not the same thing, to be very clear. However, yes. with the history of queer culture, the lines for those two identities have been blurred a little bit um, for the people who identify with them. Um, and mm-hmm. in that sense, generally, I say black trans women are black women. So mm-hmm. if we want to say the language was created by black trans women and we should, then the language is originated by black women. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Are we talking about language? Say, well, language and culture, I'm sorry. Language oh, and okay. culture, yeah. pop culture. Yeah. The okay. influences we see every day in pop culture, the also, periods, the, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, also, I would also say like style mm-hmm. and makeup. yeah, because when this was like introduced to me, it was talking about even the way that like uh black women like you know like lay their wigs down and everything and the way that they go oh, about like, their makeup and stuff. Yeah, the second thing I will say is that you know, when you look back at the history of queer people, black gay men and black queer people have often found allyship in black women. Mm-hmm. True. Because they shared not only being black, but also feeling othered from not only the black community, mm-hmm. but the world. Um, and the black man. When you look at that as a, like a side by side relationship, you know, you have your own friendships where you create things that are like unique to your friendship. If both of you contribute to that, you really wouldn't say, who did it first, me mm-hmm. or you? You would say, we did that, right? So I think it's fair to say that black women and queer people in their relationship together have worked together to create that culture and that style. Um, And on both sides, there's so much creativity in the speech, in the style, in their hair, in their all these things that I feel like sort of tied together. I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessary to um, separate or yeah, divide them or try to give one to the other because then we'd just be splitting hairs you know what i mean mm-hmm. it feels like then we would just be nitpicking like well technically yeah. black women invented bobby pins uh, well technically uh gay people figured out how to use bobby pins the best you know it, I, that's a odd, I, that's not a real example yeah. but that's what i mean it would i found like yeah. yeah that's it okay okay <laughs> <laughs> okay okay <laughs> to say okay like that I think it's really interesting because in the argument that was being presented, by the way, this was um, on a YouTube video that I had watched some time back. Uh, The person who created the video was talking about how she sometimes didn't appreciate the link that was made because she thinks that it, she felt like it helped to continue to kind of like 
push black women into the showers uh shats not shower shadows and kind of like continue to discredit them because these are both communities that we see do not get their credit and then i think her point was kind of like by interlinking them we're still not giving black women their credit absolutely and i i absolutely agree with that and i also agree with that on the other side i think by interlinking them we also don't give queer people their credit as well i think there is credit separate credit to be given on both ends and collective credit to be given together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Great conversation to have, I think. Yeah. 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 Oh, I thought we were having a yeah battle. No, what is like, wrong yeah, with like, you? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you really want that to be there. Anyway. He got in my face, y'all. Okay. So let's move on to something I'm really excited to talk about, mm-hmm. which is, oh my goodness, not a gremlin. <laughs> Which is the show that we all co-hosted called The Official Ragdoll. Um, it was started by Silvio and Sedavion. Um, and basically it was like an Instagram drag show. So like the platform that we did everything on was Instagram. We communicated with the girls through DM, but like we'd also like have like Skype or like Zoom video calls mm-hmm. with them and whatnot. But it was all done um, virtually and we posted looks on a weekly basis. We all got together, Silvio, Sedevion, and I, and we judged them. We decided um, who the winner was. We decided the two queens that would be doing lip sync battles and who would be going home based off of that. It was, it was really exciting. And before we get into that, I just, I just want to hear from you guys. What made you start the official ragdoll? What was the big plan behind it? You sound so excited talking about this. <laughs> we were we were bored. <laughs> no, no. No, hey, truthfully, this was at the quite literal beginning of the pandemic. Was, pandemic. Yeah. Exactly. We were bored. And then I think what season was I don't know, remember the season. I think it was season 12 or season 12. Season 12 of Drag Race was like airing stuff pandemic season. And at the same time, we were bored. And then we just had the idea. Yeah. Oh, doing well, it. I actually started competing yes. myself in a few other ones that were quite literally horrible, like the worst thing ever. They and weren't the best. <laughs> and then Sylvia and I were like, let's create one and actually make it like the best one, which we'll get into we later, did. but we did. I'm sorry. We, we did. did. Really good. And what, I think we, did. we were really it's organized. A, Absolutely. We were organized. The pictures were flawless. We, we literally told the girls to do this and that, and they did it. Some the production did it. Chef's kids. And the, the top of the creme of the creme is we <laughs> actually gave a, a cash prize. Yeah, well, we should acknowledge we were obviously in poor. Poor, <laughs> bitch, we were poor. We were and poor, that too. Me. But I was going to say influenced by RuPaul's Drag Race. Right? <laughs> of course, down. We have to get credit. I would have said that So when I did the first season, it went yeah. so well. For every other episode, we had a guest judge, right? Yes. And the final no, guest the judge, the one. second to last episode, second I think to it was, yeah, yeah. of the first season, we had Marie Antoinette as a guest judge. And it was a really good episode. Like, it was really... It was really it was good. It was the we, acting challenge, wasn't it? It was. Yes, yes, yes. It they was. had to do, like, a, a weather report. Yeah, we finished yes. the season... Not you remember it, Maggie. I didn't remember like, that. I don't remember the shit. Oh, 
we finished the season and we were like, oh my God, this went so well. It became so popular. And then we were like, should we have another guest? Like, should we add another judge? And then we went back and forth for a little bit and they were like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So we asked Marie Antoinette to be an official like co a good diversity judge. basically yeah on our second <laughs> thing, and it went from there yeah yeah that's the origin story of the official rag <laughs> the i'm not gonna lie we were so good like it was it was if it we was have so to be good. honest like it was good i can't lie although we were like tired there was time with this with availability if we're talking about right now <laughs> we cannot do it we could not do oh, it because we're working not. absolutely not <laughs> We went to season two. It was, I think, one of the best seasons. I think season one was amazing, but season opinion. two was I'm season one was that girl. Season, season one was that girl. But okay, Marie's only saying she loves season two because it was her first season. Anyway, no, it's, it's a really, yeah. really good queen. It's a really good challenge, especially the top two bitches. Let's not lie; they, they were tight. I think they literally had the same track record. I'm trying to remember. Oh, I remember. Was, okay. I was trying to remember all the winners. Yeah, yeah, for a yeah. It was. <laughs> Tip Tip, and uh, we're just gonna call her Miss LeVette. <laughs> no, yeah, we it was chlamydia. No, <laughs> what? That's why she called her Miss LeVette. It's a little. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, like, no, you got it wrong. <laughs> um, yes, Miss LeVette, our winner. <laughs> you guys, there was this one lip sync challenge that they did. And we had to like vote a queen huh? based off of that. And we looked at those lip syncs. It was for Do It, I believe. Do It by oh, Chloe Howe. I love that song. Do you remember Do It, Sylvia? <laughs> I think I, I think Tiff did a good job, right? Yeah. Yeah, they Tiff both did Tiffany and yeah, and Miss LeVay. We watched both of their lip syncs and we were like, okay, so no one's going home. Um, you're both safe. Congratulations. <laughs> It was so good. Yeah. Okay. What was y'all's favorite seasons? Marie, go first. I think that my favorite. Well, no, because the thing is, I'm also thinking, I really like, I can't remember if the uh, Disney versus Pixar was Doll Star. Season three. Season three. Season three. three. I think that I really liked three, because Doll Stars, we did like an all-star season, we called it Doll Stars. That got challenging. That was good. Um, we ate that. Because girls just That's kept like the name? Yeah, our concept... No, Doll Stars, that wasn't Doll Stars. No, that, that was, was season, season three. three. Oh, that was season three, yeah. where girls kept dropping. No, we never said that it dropped. We should have said that because we never said <laughs> the girls <laughs> It was a secret. Was we, a didn't cover, we didn't cover Oh my God. We, we just said this. We were graceful. Okay. I think that my favorite, I, I have a hard time choosing between two and three. I think for me, two, it felt like the tightest competition. Like it felt mm-hmm. like the one where I was like grinding my teeth and I was like, I don't feel right making a decision on really like either of these queens. Like, I don't know. But mm-hmm. I also love that we got to see, I feel like some queens that I feel like were really strong come back in doll stars. And I kind of like I like the ending. I like what we had and our decision that we ended up making for dolls. Basically, we let two queens win. Um, and I just really? yeah. also, I'm sorry, did we did we give them seven each? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, oh my god, we never no, we, we split, oh, we lowered the god. price a little bit. Did we? Yeah, we did. Okay. Did we? Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, but not by a lot. It was like I, it might I, like I think I remember. We'll definitely talk about that. 
Yeah, also, I would just like to give a quick shout out to, I, I really love this queen. It's, oh, here she it's Tiffany, Tiffany Decent. Oh, oh, I love her too. I can't say her name because <laughs> 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 it's the F word in Spanish. <laughs> so I just call her a body. Uh-huh. One of the most talented queens I've ever seen. But I was also going to say Tiffany. I love her outfits. I think one of my favorites, I remember she did this cupcake outfit that I loved. I believe that was Doll Stars. And then in season two, she did this Oogie Boogie, um, which is my favorite character from The Nightmare Before Christmas. And I love that movie. It was like an Oogie Boogie, like couture outfit. I loved it. She's incredibly talented. Yeah. Period. Sylvia, what was your favorite season? I want to say it was between one and two. Because one was so like fun and it just... I, although it was serious, I didn't take it as serious. And um, it was just, it was just fun. But yeah. I think season two, you, and we had more queens and we had more, um, what is it called? More looks, a little bit more drama. We had like, it was like a full pack. It was like a full pack season. Yeah. It was full. But I, I have to be honest. It was, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go, 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 go ahead. Bro. No, you, 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 you. No, no, I'm finished. <laughs> okay, my favorite season was Doll Stars because it was the last one. Oh, you were done. No, it was so fun. If y'all could remember your favorite challenge really quick, throw it in. I think my favorite was Disney v. Pixar. I was the one we we split up who like who posted um all the stuff each week because we you know post all the looks and everything. I got to post that week. It was really fun. I had actually come up with the idea, but we ended up doing this thing where like um our past winners got to choose a challenge. Um, and it was so funny because one of the winners chose something that Sedavion had originally pitched, which was Club Kid, mm-hmm. and then I originally pitched something Disney. So it yeah. ended up coming into, you know, Inception because, it was great. yeah, one of the queens decided to do Disney versus Pixar. So, yeah, what about you guys? I think I don't really have, I, some of the challenges are so good, but my favorite episodes are, like, the finales of each season. Like, those. They're oh, so, my gosh. Absolutely. We produce them, write the scripts, make it, like. That season so two good. finale, that doll starts from Oh, my God. That season two. So I gotta go watch it again after this. I know. <laughs> It was so good. Um, yeah, Sylvia, what was your favorite challenge? Um, I I remember the. I think it's season one. I think the reporting reporter challenge that was, was so fun. funny. That was the one Maria. Yeah, that was. I loved it. I got to was funny. That one too. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Fucking. What's her name? Shit, she changed her name. She was a finalist. Oh, um. You know who I'm talking about? She's Spanish. Martha. No, 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 no. Are you talking about Martha? Yes. Martha Bazaar? Oh, what's her That's her new name, Martha Bazaar. Oh, you're right. Martha, Martha Bazaar. Bazaar. Yes. Hell <laughs> <laughs> no. It's her dead this name. So we can't, can't, dead name. We don't dead name. We don't. She was also, she was also <laughs> a queen that I loved. And okay, she she's so from good. Spain and Mari was from Spain. They're from Spain, girl. About the Spanish queens. Like they. Yeah. Bring it consistently every single day. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's true though. It's just like um the actual if we're talking about actual drag race, they Spain queens be bringing it down. 
also we forgot about one little franchise we did we did the doll stop oh yeah we had a little spinoff show you don't remember it, Marie? <laughs> I don't remember it, but oh. I think it's become like a big thing. No, I mean, yeah, we're still like a little spin off. Yeah. We ain't, like, come on. Like, Marie can't even get like it. <laughs> we like, like, no, no because we got to give ourselves a round of applause. We well, were too professional. We, we ate that. One thing that, you know, I love now is sometimes I go back and look at the little team queen community and the girls give us our props. They really do. Yeah. Oh, a lot they of them they still got it in their bio. Uh, you guys, a lot of these shows, I cannot tell you, just like the organization wasn't there. There would be inconsistent posting. Like we had posting days where we did the looks, we put the critique out. There would be, and we also posted everything at the same time. Like you would have your feedback. The only thing that we did not post were like the final results of who would be eliminated because we had to like, you know, wait. They, yeah. Those were done in real time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. But there was some competition who the post for like one challenge, it might be like days in between. <laughs> and like, them, and you're like, what? You're also the first, Sylvia already mentioned it, the first one to ever, I know this for a fact, to ever give a cash prize, which was a big yes. deal. Cause the when girls I would come to, like, in do them. I would like make. I would make looks. Mm -hmm. You would like buy things. So it's nice to get a little money back, I just think, a little bit. Exactly. I, I think one of the biggest things about doing the show, and one of the reasons I'm so appreciative for it, is because I I think of the introspection that it gave me into the drag community. Even though it was like a little peak, and it was specifically on Instagram, and it was like teen queens and stuff. I saw how hard these queens worked, like to make their outfits and the creativity behind it and everything. And they're just so talented. Like Silvio had said earlier in the episode, it's a lot of work to be a drag queen. I feel like a lot of people don't realize it and they think it's just like playing around or like playing pretend or just like putting a wig over your head, which looks bad if you just put the wig <laughs> over your head, by the way. <laughs> like, laying across. like based off of doing this comp, it looks bad if you just flop <laughs> it off top of your head like a hat. There's a lot of work that goes into it. There's so much talent behind the scenes. What are you gonna say, Sylvia? I was gonna ask since we're talking about all positive. What was the most annoying part of the ragdoll? <laughs> the so whole ragdoll. Since so I'm since I'm since I'm talking about it, this is no shade to the girls. I love all of them, but the most annoying part was writing the critiques. It was so annoying. Yeah. Like it was. <laughs> well, it would also take like hours uh it was annoying like of course i would like i would love to speak directly and tell you how it is and stuff it was just so annoying <laughs> next one <laughs> like it was just annoying that was you no know, especially when we had a guest judge oh my god please <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, critiques were funny sometimes because I just didn't know what to say. Like, I hate when I have to give feedback in any situation. Like, I have no, to. No, it was like, like, we would all say the same thing. We would all be like, you are so brave <laughs> for this look. <laughs> we would all try to say at least one nice thing. It was just too much. Anyway, sorry. I love you. I love it because you like to walk. I love <laughs> What I love about you is you don't care what you wear. You're going to wear with confidence. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, it's just like, you know, at the same time, it was just funny, especially when we were, we had Marie 
is that I would I think Sedavion was t- fast on his fucking fingers. He was finished, mm-hmm. and then I'm I typing, the first one and then we were, and then you would see Marie Bubble just <laughs> going in, going, going, going. Oh like, damn! <laughs> oh my god! But I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. It makes sense because at the same time, um, all the queens are saying that Marie had the best critiques. They did say that. They did. However, they said I was their favorite. But anyway, go ahead. It was what Marie. What's wrong with you? Like, they did say you, you had the best critiques. Why do you feel the need to cause drama? What was okay? Continue your the most annoying part for you. Um, I'm still a writer, you guys, and so Davion needs credit for everything. <laughs> um, I think um, just if we're going with the show overall, it was probably the little um spits and spats that we would get into sometimes. Those aren't. <coughs> excuse me. Those weren't my favorite because um, peace is fun, but uh, sometimes there were some judge, judge. Yeah, well, the thing is, I, that was going to be one of my most annoying parts. I have two. One of them was that we're all so strong minded and strong willed that when we, mm-hmm. I mean, the judges, when we felt passionate about something, y'all, these cover, what, what season was it? It was season two. Three. Where it took like, no, I think it was two, where it took like three hours to decide oh, the winner. No, I think that was the longest one because we were tied between two girls. Yes. And it you, was two. Yeah. And yeah. then you had a different girl from us and your girl, and the girls were like very, they were both very, very good. Yeah. The it point is, it took like three couldn't... hours. It was Marie that couldn't uh, figure out. No, because it was Marie the tiebreaker. Because I stuck to who was I was. Were to you the tiebreaker? Yeah. I don't think she was. She I think fully you and I was. were the same person. No, 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 no. no. You and I had oh, you and I? We're confused. We don't need to get into the no, logistics. No. The second. Go ahead. It was basically you chose. Nah. <laughs> I <know>. chose. <laughs> and we she know. was like, I. She was oh, like, I you're right. You're right. And season right. three as well. Well, season, we don't need to get into that because if no. we're being honest, season, anyway. The one that took the longest was season two. Yeah, that it was season two. Season three longest. was not as long, but it was a little spat. Anyway, my second to last thing was we would film <laughs> for the finale, but obviously I was the only person, you know, dressed up in the drags. And sometimes filming those all together would take a while. And that was quite annoying. Not that... It was just annoying being in all of that for that long. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> should we, what should, what should we do? Should I did we, not like the interviews. The interviews, you didn't? I didn't, it was, it was cute. It was cute. Sometimes I, I wait, what did I didn't like? No, oh, it was just the bright light sometimes at night. Yeah. That was just annoying. It was a lot. It, it does be a lot. But we pull it through. We were so professional, girl. Like, what? Mm. Oh, what, oh, one more thing I hated was when I had just, just a little line. And I used to fuck it up all the time. I had to record at least 30 times. Those little snippet um, scenes that we just have to record by ourselves, I used to fuck up the line so hard. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I, if I have a heavy tongue or something. For what it was, yeah. I was like, no, I had to repeat that line, so, those lines so much because you had to like 
I should have had, had a teleprompter. Yeah. But that it wasn't in the budget. It <laughs> would have. It did. It did. When I do my Zoom meetings, it do be working. It's like, so did you let, you let that speech? I said, yes. I did. <laughs> Not the line being, hello. It would really be stuff like, hello. This <laughs> is so sick. Okay. Um, but yeah, let's get into a game. Okay, so I have this game. It's sort of quick, but the game is I have 10 quotes, okay? And you and Marie have to guess which famous drag queen said this quote. However, I made it a little easier. So these quotes can only be three options, okay? So I'm gonna tell you the option. The oh, drag queen yeah, options. are either RuPaul, okay? Okay? Can I get a verbal okay? Sedavion, what do you want from me right now? <laughs> okay, so it's either RuPaul, Tyler Perry's mm-hmm. Medea, or Martin, Lawrence, or Martin Lawrence's Shanana. And you are sick for choosing <laughs> these three people. Can I be <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to say the quote. Do not blurt the answer out loud. Whoever raises their hand first gets to answer, okay? Marie, don't be looking. Don't be cheating. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. are we ready? Okay, the first quote is... These stretch marks are a roadmap to heaven. Hell, if you follow this GPS, it's going to take you somewhere you ain't never been before. Marie Antoinette. Medea. Yes, that's Medea. Can you keep score? Yeah, I am. Okay. Okay, this quote says, racism has nothing to do with race. It's an ego of making you feel better than. Sylvia. Martin Lawrence? <laughs> no. Thank <laughs> I'm gonna call you Marie Antoinette. Oh. Yes, it was RuPaul. Sylvia, oh. come on now. <laughs> and so it's either Madea, Martha Lawrence, and Madea, Martin Lawrence, Shanene, or RuPaul. Oh, I don't okay. know. The options okay. to choose from are six. <laughs> okay, are we ready? Next one. Next one. Next one. Don't come showing me a picture of Whitney Houston. You are not Whitney Houston. You're not even Bobby Brown. <laughs> That's Madea. No. <laughs> That's, I know it's Martin Lawrence. It has oh, well, well, right. <laughs> Okay. Well, this, wait. Does that count? I'll I guess. I guess. Okay. We'll do that. Okay. <laughs> this is funny. Okay. We're now two to one, just to keep the audience updated. Okay. Third one. That nigga got Gucci sheets in a blow-up bed. <laughs> Sylvia, go ahead. Uh, you don't even know what he's doing. That has to be my dear. No! <laughs> Sylvia, you need to be more confident. Okay. Sylvia, I hope you get this next one. I hope you get this next one. Okay, here's the next one. Here's the next one. He had to make it drizzle because it couldn't make it rain. Sylvia, <laughs> go ahead. Um, <laughs> it has to be my dear. Yes, that is <laughs> Okay, okay, we just have a few more left. Okay, next one is identity is a joke, Marie. RuPaul, yes, that is RuPaul. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this next one, I'm gonna should I say it with the voice? No, is that cheating? That's cheating. Okay, I'm just gonna That's say, cheating. Okay. okay, the next one is because I'm a lady. Sylvia. That's uh, Martin Lawrence. 
Because I'm a lady. Because I'm a lady. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, three more, three more, three more. Okay. I feel like you're being sabotaged by your inner saboteur, Sylvia. RuPaul. <laughs> okay, this next this next one might be a little hard. I mean, I would I know this one, but whatever. Okay. God don't like you. He grew you in a petri dish. So that was Sylvia. <laughs> My dear. That is my dear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, last one. This is the this is I don't know what the score is, but this is the last one. Okay. <laughs> if I fly or if I fall, at least I can say I gave it. That was it. Okay, I'm gonna give it to Marie. Go ahead. Yeah, give it to Marie. I did finish it. Oh. If I fly or if I fall, at least I can say I gave it my all. RuPaul? And it is, it's a RuPaul song. Okay, Marie Antoinette, who won? Um, we are tied exactly. Oh god. Uh. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give one more for the tiebreaker, okay? Oh God! This is either an Indigo B Stone quote or a RuPaul quote. Oh gosh! Okay, I ate that. I'm gonna eat. Okay, ready? This is the quote. Ha 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 ha, bitch. Maria Twenty. Y'all remember that video? I would just like to say, if it's RuPaul, if we were just focusing on drag queens, drag queens, Silvio probably would have won this. I know my dear, my heart. Talking. Exactly. I know, but I have never watched the Martin Lawrence show at all. I just knew some references because of clips on YouTube and recent All Stars, but mm -mm. but Medea, you you and Sylvia. I'd like to let y'all know. I know Medea by heart, so I like I knew these posts. I knew where they was coming from. I I feel like I watched some of these yesterday because you were saying these posts, and, like, and I'm like, I know. Um. But yeah, that was fun. It was a fun game. Good game. If I was playing, I would have been. Go ahead. I just, I just looked at him because he's sick and he just needs to be looked at for being yeah. sick. Um, can't wait till we get this to be a visual podcast. So yeah, um, we are going to move to beef of the week, but um, it's not beef of the week this week. It's actually a celebration. Um, so we're going to be playing uh, congratulations. Hit it. Congratulations, you're number one. I wanna thank you for a job well done. Congratulations, it's so much fun. Now let me tell you all the prizes you have won. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. No? Happy birthday to you. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, just if y'all were wondering, that's the black happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> So, the Tonys, we are filming this today oh. on Monday, June 13th, and the Tonys were last night, and we would like to give a round of applause to Miss Jennifer Hudson, Woo! who just became an EGOT, which if you don't know what an EGOT is, it's someone that mm -hmm. has Emmy, a mm -hmm. Grammy, Grammy, an Oscar, Oscar and a Tony. And a Tony. Congratulations to her. She won a Tony last night as one of the producers of the best musical, the, the musical that won best musical, which was A Strange Loop. And she is now the second Black woman to be Whoopi Goldberg. Mm -hmm. Yes, Whoopi Goldberg became one in 2002 when she won a Tony as, the that's, producer, as one of the That's producers. long ago. And RuPaul gets an Ego. Maybe the third Black oh gosh, woman. The first like drag like queen. Years. Yeah. But then she doesn't have a Grammy. To get an ego? 
Gender is a spectrum. Yeah. the quote, identity is something. Anyway, identity is a joke. But I have a question though. But like, RuPaul just has a Tony and an Austin. So why are people putting RuPaul in the category? No, I'm just making I'm just being good. No, no, I'm so serious. I'm so serious. She's like Hello? Yes. Oh, she was like um in the in an article saying that she's the she's close to getting like at EGOT. That's what I'm saying. Oh. I thought you that's you why you brought it up. I think she just has an Emmy. She just has an Emmy. I think she has an wait, she has a Tony because of special this kind of show she was on. She has a Tony. She just has a Tony. Look it up. Yeah, I'm so okay. serious. She she has a Tony. Just research her on pop. Yeah, yeah she know. has she, a Tony. She's on her way to a Grammy. We already know. <laughs> I think it's called special quiz or special something or quiz something. She has a Tony. This bitch does not have a Tony. Oh, I was gonna say she's Oh, boys, wait, let me see. She's an ex. <laughs> she has a Tony. Oh, she has a Tony. <laughs> she does. I told you. You were right. She's an extraterrestrial. <laughs> okay, so she's that's why I'm like she's Grammy close in her Oscar. A Grammy and Oscar. That's never gonna happen. Oh. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I think she could win a Grammy for sure. She be well, giving if, good if music. If RuPaul produces a show or a play that wins their playlist wins a Grammy or like their, what is it called? The soundtrack? The soundtrack. That a lot of people win Grammys that way. So yeah. There you go. Do you think she she got um that article because um it's Pride Month and you know drag race and all these things Probably. are like RuPaul's gonna get an ego. I'm speaking into existence for RuPaul. I think she will. She's really talented, especially if she to got that it. Tony. Yeah. I was like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this has been really fun. Sylvia, thank you so much yes, for joining us you. today. Um, I miss the chaos that we all share. I, I don't miss it that much, but I do. It's great to bring this back for our season it, finale. Yeah, right. Why are you looking at Oh my <laughs> gosh, someone get him help. Okay. <laughs> um, Sylvia, is there anyone, anything you want to say to the people before you leave forever and never come back? I just want to say it was amazing. It was amazing. It, it was a, it was fun and fresh, you know, because we got back together. We talked. It was yeah, it was yeah. A good memories. And if you guys want to contact me, my Instagram is only Silvio. All of my socials is only Silvio, and my cash app is Silvio. Okay. Okay. We love to see you. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for our season one finale we will see you guys again soon yes happy juneteenth and gay month yes bye gay